And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. Thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, introducing you to this Wonderful edition of Top of the Cage. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin. Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, we got nobody as a guest this week. We're going old school. We're going back to our roots tonight. Yeah, I mean, you could say you're my guest. I'm your guest. We are each other's guests. (laughs) We are the guests for the listeners. It is pleasure to be here tonight with you all as we actually take time to discuss the world of professional wrestling as there's been a lot going on and juice i think we'll start off the bat here with probably one of the hotter topics that's been coming out of the world of all elite wrestling as well as new japan pro wrestling and that is the forbidden door pay-per-view juice why don't you give us a little overview about this event yeah so uh, in june there'll be I forget where it is. I think it's, is it Chicago? No, it's Capital Wrestling. Is it Chicago? Okay, I thought it was Chicago. I thought it was Capital Wrestling Center. Yeah, okay, not Capital Wrestling Center. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's in Florida. Um, so yeah, it's in Chicago. So, you know, New Japan and AW co-hosting. Tony Khan announced it a little while back. And he's just so awkward on TV. <laughs> like, I think he tries something different every time. And this time, he's just trying to like, yelling it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like i always appreciate that like tony has like a lot of love for the business but sometimes tony's kind of i don't know doesn't have the finger on the pulse i feel like yeah he's just so awkward on tv but sometimes there are times when i actually want him like like with the whole like ward i'm getting off topic i'll change it i will keep this very short like wardlow and mgf i kind of wish he'd just come out and be like yeah wardlow here's an actual contract i'm the boss not mgf and that's it and now I'll go back to the rest of the topic of Pindor. Yeah, I'm excited to see the possibility. seems like it's going to be very highlighted around the Super Elite and Bullet Club. Because, like, Jay White and Adam Cole, like, hijacked the announcement. Mainly Adam Cole and Jay White came out and was like, yeah, bitches, we run the show, bitch. Not you, Tony. Not you, dude who runs New Japan, who I always forget the name of and also can't really pronounce it. But, yeah, then uh, Adam Cole hijacked it. What are some matches you'd like to see, Bill? By the way, uh, New Japan is owned by a parent organization called Bushi Road, and the CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling is Takami Ohobari. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. But you know, what was, what was some, your question again? Uh, who Who are some people? What are some matches you'd like to see? What do you like to see from this event? I feel like we're gonna have to have a Will Osprey match. Against who? I'm not too sure. I think it depends on kind of who's hot at the moment. I could see it being a CM Punk, and I could see Punk bending the knee. I, but I could also see Will Ospreay respecting Punk and, and kind of taking it there. I want a silly match for sure. I don't know who I would want to see in a silly match, though. Because I'm trying to think of... of AEW and New Japan wrestlers who could do like a good silly match. I feel like you could do like Orange Cassidy. And then uh what's what's his name? Uh I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce it right. Is it Yano, right? Yano? I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. Is he old? I don't think so. Yano. Did he retire? Toro Yano? I don't know. Oh, okay. No, he's still around. He's he's known as a silly wrestler, right? Uh, yeah, he can, he's a little goofy, yeah. I can see that. I I want, I like silly wrestling, though. I feel like New Japan doesn't really, like, take themselves not seriously. Like, I feel like they're known for hard-hitting Japanese strong style and 
I feel like AEW has a lot of fun characters, so I'd like to see some fun character stuff. In terms of like actual matches, though, I mean, I I feel like there's an obvious one. If Kenny's gonna be back, put him against the Rainmaker. Like, let, let's just see it. You know, like like let's if if they're gonna go all out, if they're gonna want a six star classic, just fucking do it. <laughs> you know, just fucking do it. Also, I'm kind of curious how Fabinor will affect, like, it seems like eventually the Super Elite will, like, split in, in like, two, but probably not until after this. So I'm curious if this will, like, play a part. It's like, yeah, I think Kenny and, like, if it's, if it's, if the split is before, I, I would say Kenny and Jay White would be, like, a match. Kenny versus Adam Cole. Because sometimes, like, I remember the Supercard Honor, like, they still had, just guys face people in their own promotion, stuff like that. Uh, Kyle matches, blah, blah, blah. It's like it mix everything. So now I'm curious to see what they do. Okada versus Kenny. Running that again, that would be cool. Kenny versus Osprey would be great because it seems like Osprey is like the really top, like he's the big name right now. Like he's everywhere. He's wrestling everywhere right now. From the Indies to Maine. It's only a matter of time until we see him on AEW. Either invading from new japan or what, what have you whatever capacity that'd be cool to do that give him a main event match i don't know i mean there's so many things i want to do like would you want to see tanahashi have a match yeah i was actually thinking about that and yeah i kind of want i'd like tanahashi versus punk oh that could be a fun match too yeah like two just good storytellers i think it'd be good stylistic class. You might not like this one, but I was potentially thinking MJF. Okay. Because Tanahashi could carry him a little bit in the ring. Like, I feel like MJF needs a decent dance partner. But, like, in terms of, of a storytelling aspect, like, I, I've nobody in AEW does it as good as MJF, in my opinion. I don't think MJF gets enough credit for him in the ring because he's, he's kind of been showing out recently, like, in his big events. Like, him and Darby, like, killed it. And it's not like that was just storytelling. Like, and it wasn't just Darby carrying him. I, I honestly think it was MJF carrying Darby. So that's mainly because I'm kind of a Darby hater. Not hater, but he's not my favorite. I feel like he's just the dude with Sting right now. Like, I, I feel like a lot of my Darby love is starting to go away. But not to say that I hate him and Sting together, because I, I do like it. I think that it's good that Sting is giving the rub to another kind of like dark mysterious sort of character mm, I, I think at first but i think it's kind of overseeing welcome now it's it's no longer helping darby i think it's kind of hurting darby i kind of am curious to see if there's gonna be like a blow off maybe like a cinematic match or something i feel like that could be pretty fun i feel like sting would be more than willing to put darby over at this point it's not like they can have like a normal match <laughs> They could, though. I mean, Sting Sting has had a normal match in front of people. It was a six-man tag, but I mean... Yeah, but every time I watch him, like, I feel like I'm the only one who notices it, but it's clearly an old man wrestling. Like, I'm like, he's literally, like, limping to the corner. He's, he can barely pull off moves. It's, it's just like, eh, I don't want to watch it. And I feel like to really forget that, it needs to be, like, either cinematic or tables or something involved and then i can see past it like i don't know when he's just going for moves and he's just limping and it's just so it's like slow motion i'm just like how is no one noticing this but me <laughs> why it's clearly happening i'm not making it up because it's nostalgia juice come on you know that wrestling fans love nostalgia you know that that's true. But then, then like, like take the Twitter and they're like, oh my God, he looks so good in the ring. He looks like it's, he hasn't aged at all. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> He's like hunched over after he does a suplex. <laughs> like, I, I, can, I can definitely find it still. Go back to AW, watch a match of Sting, and I could just screenshot him holding his back. I know I've seen it <laughs> multiple times. And this is no this is no sting hate. It's just it's not sting. It's hate. It's old just, man sting wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, no hate on sting. No hate on sting. I'm just saying. Just a sting. man who is in slash approaching his sixties has no place in the wrestling ring, except for Tully Blanchard too, I guess. But 
I've given, I've given the same crap for wrestling at the old age, but if you give me Tully versus Don Anderson on like a pay per view, I'd fucking eat that shit up. <laughs> they're, they're in less worse shape than he is. That's like the Four Horsemen mark that is in my jeans because my dad fucking loves Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, especially the OG inception of, of the Four Horsemen. My dad loved them. This is quite a detour. <laughs> That's all right. I think the Forbidden Door pay-per-view will be interesting because I think it'll get a lot more eyes on New Japan and the United States. Maybe like Strong will get a little bit more attention. Maybe there'll be more Strong wrestlers too at that point. You know, less people they have to worry about getting visas for. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully it becomes an annual thing because I don't like, remember during pandemic, it didn't happen during pandemic, but they made it available on YouTube for like free for quite a while. It was a super card honor. It was like Ring Honor versus New Japan. And it was a really good event, and I'm like, I want more of these, like more cross promotion stuff. Either WWE tag with New Japan or AW New Japan or what, what Impact and AEW. I don't care. I just, I just want it. I like that, that type of stuff. It's really fun. Like one WCW used to do it back in the day too. WWF used to do it too. Like I mean, you know, that stuff's cool. Uh, I was really excited when they announced it. When they announced it, I was kind of surprised that it was like the date was like couple weeks after double or nothing i'm that's like soon that's kind of sick yeah i was expecting it to be like july or august or like next year <laughs> yeah right like it is june um 12th or june something like that 26th june 26th 6 p.m aw new japan pro wrestling presents the forbidden door crazy just crazy chicago getting another great wrestling day for you though AEW knows their audience. Chicago gets everything. Dude, when's Boston going to get AEW pay-per-view? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I love AEW. Like, I'm happy they've come to Boston, like, the couple times they have. But, like, I don't know. The Garden is, like, WWE territory, though, you know? Like, that's, that's, like, the tough part about running shows in places like the TD Garden or Madison Square Garden, too, at that point. Like, it's it's wwe territory it always has been i don't know what kind of deals are in the background but they easily could always be that's a good point because even when they come to vegas like wwe's having a show in allegiant stadium and um mandalay not uh, t-mobile arena is where aw so they're not having it in the same venue in boston like you can't really do it outside because you don't know what the weather's gonna be like like Vegas, it never rains, so you can go outside. <laughs> like California, or like you know, the states where you can do it, it's easy to go to different arena as well. Boston, it's like for wrestling, it's if you want the big show, it's which for a pay per view, you need a big arena. It's TD Garden's really all you can go. It's kind of smart. But well, if you want if you want the big show, you could also look to AEW. <laughs> Keeping on AEW talk, now that we're getting into a little bit about Double or Nothing, the Owen Hart tournament bracket has been officially released for both the men and women's side. And I didn't know that there was going to be a joker for each bracket. And I think that is super fucking interesting, considering that the first one's going against Samoa Joe and the other one's going against Britt Baker, right? Yeah. That's like... That's just wild to me. That's just so crazy. Because whoever it could be, and like I know there's been a lot of rumors... I think no matter who it could be, it's going to be like two bangers, like surprise matches. Now that we've talked about the Joker, who do you think is going to be the Joker for both men and women? Mm, I think there are a lot of options, but for the men, I'm, I'm probably going to go with the common guess, and that's Cesaro. I'm mainly just hoping Cesaro, like, I don't complain that it's AW's bloated, but I know they're adding a third show there right now to that. So that that'll hopefully solve solve alleviate the problem. I, I just want to see Cesaro and AEW, and I think they'd have to push him. They, he's not a guy who would fall under the cracks. He's not a guy like Jay Lee who would go months without being in TV and just gets like matches now or like Tony's. Cesaro would be involved, like a Samoa Joe or um, Adam Cole. He'd be involved quickly and consistently. For a woman, it's tough. I, I would like to say Dakota Kai, but her 30-day her rule doesn't expire until, like, the day of Double or Nothing. So, it's not her. I want to say Candice LeRae, and that's a common one, too, but 
I feel like it's not. I was going to say Mia Yim, but Mia Yim just made her impact debut. But that doesn't mean she can't show up. Oh, it's tough. You know, I'll, I'll just say Candice LeRae because I can't really think of that. I, I want it to be – oh, actually, you know what? No, I know. I, I, I'm going Ember Moon. I'm going Athena. I'm going to say Athena. She did recently say in a Chris Van Vliet podcast that she's more or less waiting for the call, so. Yeah, maybe she already got the call. Ooh. Maybe that's a little insider scoop there, Juice. Maybe you know something we don't. I don't. <laughs> that, that, that's a scoop. The scoop is that I don't have a scoop. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that those are all really good predictions, too. And from the men's side of things, um, personally, like I think Cesaro or Cicero or Claudio, whatever he's going to be going under, is going to eventually be at AEW. I'm not going to say he's going to be the Joker because I think the Joker is going to be God's favorite champion, Miro. I, I think that Miro is going to be making his return as the Joker. And I think him and Samoa Joe are going to have that big meaty men slap meat match that they always sh- should have had. And I think now is a really good time to, to let them kind of have that stage in AEW. They love their Haas fights. I think AEW does Haas fights really well. And me being the big meaty men slap meat lover and being not only a Joe Mark, but a Miro Mark, like I have no idea who I didn't want to win that matchup. And that's why I want it so bad because I just want to see these two dudes collide. I think that would be a super fun match too. And I think the pop for it personally, like I think Miro, I think no matter what, it's either going to be Cesaro or Miro. Uh, I'm going to be sad when it's like Kip Sabian. Not that that would be horrible too, but there is one other option. Who is the other option? That I I think I'd pop like massively because I just miss him. Kenny, it could be Kenny. That's true. It could be Kenny. That. That is true, but I don't know if they would throw him in the joke. Like, I, I feel like they do some Don Callis bullshit to introduce Kenny, you know? Have that, that carny fuck come back on the TV. The, the same kind of, like, bait and, bait and hook that he did with, like, coming out to Kenny's music for one of the pay-per-views. I don't remember which one it was, but I, 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 don't, think, I don't think Kenny will be the Joker. If he is, I'll eat my words, but I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to be him. It's going to be a debut or a return. That isn't Kenny Omega. From the women's side, I personally would really love to see Athena. I think that that would be really fun. And, I, and she's even been very vocal about like going into Britt Baker and kind of like using social media interviews, things like that to her nature to getting into AEW. But one of my favorite rumored people is uh, I'm going to probably butcher the name because I've only really like seen her name on Twitter and Reddit and like other forms of media and like never really like if, if, if I watched her matches like the commentary was nine times out of ten in Japanese and that's Maki Ito. Okay. Because I think that she's really funny. Like I, I think that she has a really good like social media presence and I think that there's going to be like a lot of focus within AEW coming up like with a lot of joshi wrestling like there's rumors that there's going to be a stardom crossover as well at some point so i think that that would be really fun to see there's a lot of japanese representation kind of just like around the tournament itself so it'd be pretty cool to see her come in kind of getting a lot of eyes on the product there are rumors that she's slated to be in america for a show during the um during during whenever that match is going to be we'll see but i think athena is probably my favorite i also am a huge ember moon mark Uh, i met her like early in her nxt career i just thought she was super cool so yeah so i'm I'm always rooting for ember uh or athena and i think that the eclipse is also the coolest finisher in wrestling is a dope finisher and Oh, that would get a huge pop for me if it's her. And just, you know, I definitely, she definitely might like who I'd root for to win the tournament too. Definitely a big fan. And that's someone I'd probably like, I think she'd probably become my favorite woman wrestler in AEW, like right away. So I still, I still think my girl Ruby Soho is not getting enough uh, opportunities, but uh, that's a hill I'll die on. At least she's on the tournament. I hope she wins it. Personally, I really hope she wins it. But 
I I don't think some of the juggernauts in that women's side of the tournament. I I don't know. If she really will get past them, but who knows? I feel like Tony's probably gonna win. Who were you thinking Tony was gonna be going against in the finals? Though I had to look at the brackets. He was on the other side. That, that the only reason I knew that match is because they've been hyping it up for like weeks. Like even like when they both, as soon as they won their first round matchup, they they already booked that as the first round. Who do you think is going to win from the men's side? Personally, I think Adam Cole has a cakewalk into the finals. Really? Because I actually, I, I, I think the match between him and Dax, because Dax is like known as a huge Hart fan. I don't know, because that's the first round match. I, I was seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying, uh, take a shot every time they do a Sean versus Brett uh, like sequence in the match. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Adam Cole, but I actually think whoever wins the match, if Dax upsets Adam Cole, I think Dax wins the whole thing. I think whoever wins their match wins the whole tournament. And then from the other side of the bracket, like, I don't fucking know. Like, I think Ray is going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Probably not happy you're hearing that, but like, it depends on who the Joker is, too. Because if it's Miro or Cesaro, like, I could see it being either one of those guys. But at the same time, like, I don't think it'll be a big guy. Like, I feel like it's going to have to be like a technical wrestler, you know, somebody who like is smaller in stature, but can go in the ring, you know, in, in, in memoriam to Owen Hart. Like, I don't know. Like, it could be Harry. He's part of the Hart family, right? That is true. That's also true. I don't think it is Harry, but it could be. I don't know. I think, I think whoever the Joker on that side of the bracket is going to go to the finals and gets Adam Cole. It could be fun to see Cesaro versus Adam Cole, though. That, that could be a really fun match. Considering, uh, you know, their history with each other, even though they never met in the ring. But, you know, any up, up, down, down fans out there now. I think that's one of my dream fatal four-way matches. It's just the four of them. In Woods, Breeze, Adam Cole, and Cesaro. I made a four-way match. Only if they play Uno mid-ring. <laughs> you need to have to, like, someone, like, bring out, like, bring out a stack of Uno cards and just throw it at someone. No, it would be funny. I could just see, like, the spot right now. Like, Adam Cole has, like, Woods in the middle of the ring in a headlock. And like Woods just like reaches into his tights and like slowly pulls out a reverse card and like Adam Cole sees it and like gets shocked by it. And then Woods just reverses the headlock onto him. <laughs> I need that. I need that. We need to be somebody's gimmick. I just gave any indie wrestler out there, I just gave you a gimmick. You're welcome. <laughs> Or just evil, evil Uno just changes his gimmick and says <laughs> if he plays Uno cards. And it's been a while since we've done this segment, but ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Young Stud Studette Spotlight, where we let superstars under the age of 29 shine. And Juice, we both we both went for people who have the same like first syllable in their name. Oh, that's true. I know if you, I know if you noticed that. I think we did that by accident because I picked mine second. But let's talk about yours first. I, I feel like yours uh, is definitely a, a little bit more stud than mine is. But we will get to mine. <laughs> Mine's Nick Wayne, who. I guess I'm just sticking the AW trend this week, but uh, he's AW's youngest person to sign a contract. He's 16, which is just crazy. And I feel like there's a lot of really talented young wrestlers, guys that people that are women and men that are under 18 and indies that like wrestle. And a lot of them have like potential or like, I know there's a guy in F- FSW. Well, I shouldn't call him a guy. He's a kid. He's 50. He just turned 15 on Sunday. And he was, yeah. And he wrestles. FSW. He has a lot of potential, but like the matches, it's, it's kind of just hard to get into the matches because you know that the people versing him are holding back, not trying to hurt him, and it's a little safer, but still like fast paced. And like the kid definitely knows what he's doing and well trained and has a bright future. Uh, Nick Wayne 
there you don't see that with Nick Wayne matches. They're hard hitting. <laughs> They're uh, very long, and he does. Has he reached his ceiling? No, but but his ceiling is terrifying because he's already freaking amazing. <laughs> like I watched the. Like this guy that I really just start trying to get ma- watching matches for recently because I know him and Will Osprey are gonna wrestle in Providence, Rhode Island in June, and um, he's gonna come here for Vegas for the show indie shows I'm going to, the Full Tilt Collective, and so I've been watching matches. I watched uh, Defy Wrestling. This match I recommend you watch uh, Defy Wrestling. Him versus Swerve. That's I think Defy Wrestling Swerve's original house, but the, the audience was still like torn, and Swerve played the heel in the match and. It was an incredible match. Like I'm like, this is not an indie match. I mean, indie matches are incredible. I'm saying like, this is a match that could main event like a huge pay per view and a huge company. Like that, it was. I, my eyes were like glued to it. Nick Wayne was selling like he's Shawn Michaels selling. Uh, Swerve is just you know he's freaking incredible. You know I love Swerve. So, but even watching the match, like I started out rooting for Swerve. And then I'm just like, nah, dude, I'm all Nick Wayne, Nick fucking Wayne. So yeah, I'm I'm on the Nick Wayne train. <laughs> the Nick Wayne train. Yeah, I'm actually super excited for him to come to Providence. Um, I'm definitely gonna try and go down to see that show. Uh, not only to have the opportunity to see GCW, but to uh, also see Will Ospreay wrestle in person. That's one of those people who are on my wrestling bucket list to see wrestle in person, especially at the FET Music Hall. That's a really great venue for wrestling. You're really up close and personal, assuming that they don't have a seating chart. I haven't actually looked at the tickets, but um, I, the way that venue is, I doubt they have a seating chart. But um, I think their setups usually are. But I don't know. We'll see. But regardless, I think that that's going to be a fun show overall. And to, to see it kind of being headlined by Will Ospreay versus Nick Wayne like has inspired me to be like, okay, like I need to know a lot more about Nick Wayne because I see him all over the place get posted. Places like Reddit, Twitter, um, Instagram, a lot of his like clips, a lot of the highlights of his matches. And it's just like, all right, who is this kid? I did not know he was that young, though. Like that's extremely impressive because you hear you know like we've had plenty of wrestling trainers and wrestling school runners on our show before and like you hear them say like oh yeah we have a couple kids like who are 16 with their parents permission but like those 16 year olds that like the people we've talked to that train don't aren't wrestling will osprey in assumedly the main event of a gcw show (laughs) like that's just wild that's just insane i i can't believe it I also can't believe it because that person's 10 years younger than I am. The Nick Waynes and Billy Starks just make me look at my, I'm like, damn, I wish I just got wrestling. I was like, well, it's like, it's like seeing people who like get drafted to sports in college from college. Now it's like, shit, I've been out of college for a little while. Like all these dudes that I think are fucking studs are all so much younger than me. Yeah. It makes me depressed sometimes. Yeah. But. That's that's uh, I, the point of the Young Set Spotlight. Nick Wayne train and get um, happy again because that sounds sexual and make me laugh. But yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's a perfect uh, that's a perfect transition to who I picked as my young studette uh, this week. And Juice, you're gonna need to pull out the uh, the the horny hammer. We're gonna need to bonk me real quick because I picked Nikita Lyons. And I'm gonna preface this. That I think she's a hoss. Like, and again, we know me. I like I like the big meaty people slapping meat. There's a lot of meat to these slapped around with her. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I, I do think that she has potential. Like, I do truly think that she is one of those women that WWE, if they do not drop the ball with, she can be an absolute megastar for them. Like, she has the looks. She has the attitude. Her in-ring is getting better. You know, that's why she's in NXT and I I don't know like I just think that she is one of those next good homegrown WWE talents and yes she's she's out there I mean if you've ever seen her pin somebody you you'd know and uh if you've seen her ring gear you would also know (laughs) but I, I, I do truly think that she's good, though. Like, I do truly think that she has star potential, 
And I think if WWE kind of continues to to build her and book her the way that they kind of are now, that that there's definitely potential in the future for her to be top tier. Mm. She's kind of just a big meme right now, but um, I definitely see the potential. And um, her finisher is, I don't know, it's, uh, it's good. I, I don't want to. Clam. I, I've seen a lot of people call it the quote clam slam. So. <laughs> First time I'm like, did she just? I'm like, is that really how she finished the match? That's great. And then she kept doing it. I'm like, oh my god. But that's what I'm saying though. Is like, if WWE like NXT kind of doesn't really have like, or I guess like NXT 2.0 is a little bit more sexy, right? And like, if that's the direction they're going to teach their new younger wrestlers to go in, WWE kind of does be a little bit more edgy, like not super edgy, like as edgy as AEW is, you know, like doesn't like insult their, their viewers intelligence to a point. Uh, I, I just think that she could be really good. And I think that she has mainstream appeal because as we said, she is uh, plenty of meat to go around. And I'm not being disrespectful in saying that because I think if you looked at her that you would agree, but I, I would like to see her on my TV for years to come. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Trying to keep this as respectful as possible. That's um, absolutely respectful. Like, uh, you know, when people just say respectfully, like all of that was absolutely respectful. I, I think just she needs to go do promo class like five times a day. She had like a promo the other week where it's just like like Tony Khan. She just yelled. Like she didn't like it was no emotion, no like good substance. It's just like Lash Legend talking shit. Lash Legend's gonna lose. Lash Legend, I hate you. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're just talking loudly. You're not doing a promo. There's no anger behind it. You're just talking loudly. See, like they need to give her the Jade Cargill like treatment. Put, put a good manager in front of her. Let her just continue to work in the ring. Let her continue to be a baddie, you know, like. By the way, like, and I, I know we're talking about Jade right now. I think Jade probably is another person that could be a future young stud set at Spotlight. But Smart Mark Sterling, my favorite wrestler manager right now. Interesting. I do love Smart Mark. Smart Mark's the man. Smart Mark, come on the podcast. I agree. If I ever became a wrestling manager... You are definitely like a character that I think I could have a lot of fun being. Yeah, especially the stuff he does on uh on being the elite. I love when they do his little ads on being the elite. It's just like they're the highlight of my week on <laughs> the episode, in my opinion. Like his most recent one, where have you been cursed by Dan House? <laughs> you may be entitled to legal compensation. That one popped me pretty good. I was like, I was listening to it while making lunch one day, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to call. I wanted to call him. <laughs> it has to be like a like a pre-recorded message or something. I bet, but yeah, that would be funny. He just picks up. <laughs> well, I don't know how we'll transition to this next topic, but I'm just gonna force it. Um, so we've been talking a lot about AEW, and I know I kind of transitioned us into talking about WWE, and we'll stay on that topic of WWE. Roman Reigns has been recently reported that he signed a new deal to WWE with a lot less booking dates and also rumors that he's going to Hollywood. He is the next person to take that jump like John Cena, Batista, and The Rock have before him. What do you think is next, Juice? I mean, I actually saw a stat today that Roman currently has the longest title reign of any heel champion, I think in like the last decade or something, they said. Yeah, I'm curious when they take it off. And also it seems like in the last time we really see him consistently is the next WrestleMania. And it seems like the rock and Roman Reigns is like, I know it's still a long way out, but it seems like that's pretty much a certainty. Even like, even in rocks TV show, young rock two weeks ago, they literally just referenced that. Like, Oh, it's, it's going to be so big. It can only happen on the show. It shows. I just want to say that the actual story behind Roman and Rock meeting is I didn't meet until Roman was a teenager. That's all I'm saying. It wasn't just a little kid on <laughs> Rock's back saying, acknowledge me. I, when I watched that episode, I'm like, yeah, it definitely didn't happen. 
<laughs> like, I didn't even think, oh, maybe, I wonder if that's, like, some really, what happened? No, the fact that he's like, he died into me, I'm like, that definitely didn't happen like that at all. <laughs> if the title match, if the match at, sorry, match at WrestleMania isn't a title match, then obviously, yes, dropped the belt earlier. And it seems like I see, I saw stuff today about it. And, um, people, like, it seemed like most people are just saying either Drew or Cody, Drew or Cody. I kind of want Shinsuke, to be honest. But he has two belts, so he has to drop both, and they're not unified. So, yeah, I mean, I was hoping he'd unify them and he'd, he'd lose eventually to either Drew or Shinsuke and SmackDown. And Raw, I was hoping they'd have, like, a tournament and Cody win the tournament or someone someone good, <laughs> either Cody or Riddle or Randy Seth. or someone cool. Yeah, Seth, Kevin. I really want to see Kevin as world champion. Um, he's so underdeserved man so underdeserved but i do think the stuff with ezekiel right now is actually hilarious but that's off topic from what we were talking about i don't get why kevin can't just admit that um ezekiel is elias's younger brother i mean the evidence is there there's a picture they just made shirts of both of them together like just chill and like I did saw- you recently see on social media um of ezekiel telling the story of when his brother took him to meet sean michaels like i did i cried and that, that convinced me that there are two different people and kevin needs exi- i don't know i don't get what kevin and his brothers ken ken's problem is they both are just they need to chill out and just accept zeke and let him speak you know but yeah, I don't know. I kind of hope Cody doesn't beat Roman because I feel like Cody has come back into WWE and has like a big enough name value. But at the same time, I'm sure WWE is just clamoring to put a title on him because he is a hot commodity right now and everybody would pop for it. Because you got to admit, for if you do or don't like Cody, he gets reactions, like good reactions too, not like boo you off TV reactions, like cheer you because you're here at like reactions. And I think Seth is a perfect foil to him. I think that that feud is going to continue to be fun. Very happy Cody did not win the United States Championship, by the way. I was pretty concerned because I was like, Theory actually can't afford to lose to Cody. And Cody probably shouldn't be beating Theory. (laughs) So, I don't know. I always complain about WWE doing too much DQ finishes. And they had like three last night. But that's if they kept one, I think that's when they had to keep in. Um, I'm glad that was the DQ and neither Austin didn't lose and Cody didn't win because no, I, I, I think he needs to be world champ. I think they will put the belt on him. I think he's going to win money. I think I feel like that's pretty safe prediction. That's not like a bold one. That's what a lot of people are saying. And also like, Hey, he's the face of the uh, money in the bank, like pre commercials right now and promotion. So what do you, what do you think of, um, there's a lot of people very confused by the language that Cody used in that promo that he said something along the lines of that. The winner of the money in the bank will get a main event shot at WrestleMania. Yeah. I heard that too. And I, I, I keep, I keep, I'm confused. Like, is it no longer just a random thing? Like, is it locked in that far ahead? There's another new Japan does something like that, right? Yeah. They do the, if you win the G1 climb, in which is in like october-ish and it's considered like a title like you defend the 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 opportunity right yeah you can you defend the case and then if you have the case during wrestle kingdom you can get a match at wrestle kingdom uh one of the nights of wrestle kingdom i think i think it's always night one but i don't know don't quote me on that uh maybe i don't think it actually matters what night but you get a match at wrestle kingdom for the big the big belt yeah, I could see that happening too. I, I hope it's Drew. Like I, I think Drew again is, is somebody that deserves it. But for all I know, WWE can make Jinder the champion again. Or Veer. Veer Veer is gonna be the next champion. That's my prediction. No, Veer is stinky. He beat up Rex Lawless who the last night. I don't like it. I like Rex. He's married the Willow, who I like more. I agree. All right, Juice. Well, this will bring us to the end of the episode with one last topic that you brought up. Uh, so I'll let you present this one because I think it's pretty interesting. 
So before we do this, I just have a question about Roland, but taking a little movies. So in terms of movie career, do you think he's going to succeed like a John or, or a Rock? Or do you think he's going to have like a Hollywood Hogan career and just make terrible movies? I think he's going to stick it up. I think he's going to be like a Batista where like, well, every every wrestler well, does it. The Rock did it. Batista did it. John Cena did it. They all did it. They all they all star in stinky movies, and then they get the good movies, and then they're they overperform in their roles. But Hogan never got the good movies. Yeah, but the thing about Hogan is like the as as always, Sonny put it. He has the like skin of like a, a leather man and the silky white hair of a Chinese man, like. It's always Sonny described Hulk Hogan so perfectly like that. Like he just, like people like The Rock, Batista and John Cena have like mainstream appeal. They look like stars. They're muscular. They have like booming voices. And like not saying Hogan didn't have that in its heyday, but there's a difference between like a half balding man who has silky blonde hair and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson who just shaves it has mad tattoos and is super fucking jacked like and Roman is that like Roman has that jacked tattoos nice dark features long hair I don't know like that's like a Jason Momoa type of appeal uh, I mean all we've seen of him in acting is Hobbs and Shaw and this was his, this was his only line oh and then he sort of punches someone <laughs> He didn't talk. He just stood in the background a lot near the rock. <laughs> I feel like I feel like as long as he sticks to being like a heel character in the movie, you know, like like the tribal chief, God mode, like like it's good. Like that's a good fucking character. And Roman does it very well. And like as long as his isn't like his roles aren't like heavy dialogue, allow him to do low, slow speaking and like be a badass, I think he'll do pretty good. We'll see. We'll see. The jury's still out. But let's let's talk this last topic here. Yeah, so uh, this one we're going to play a little uh, GM mode for us. Top of the cage GM mode day episode. So we're each going to pick a brand. Well, I'll let you pick a brand and I get the other one. And we just pick who will hold the belts for um, that said brand. And it has to be someone on the active roster of each show. So if you have SmackDown, it has to be on Smack, someone on SmackDown. Me, same thing, like rah, rah, whatever. But but there is an exception. to. So even though you can't pick people from the other main roster brand, if you want to take someone from UK or NXT, that's fine. You can do that. If you're running SmackDown, you can't take Kevin Owens on your titles as one of your title holders. And that's it. But you can take like a uh, Ron Rick or something. So uh, I'll let you choose. Do you want to run SmackDown or run Raw? Oh, also for the world titles, since they're both held by Reigns, we'll just say WWE Championship is on Raw and SmackDown is the Universal Championship. So before, before the title unification match. So again, which brand do you want? I don't know. I'm looking at the SmackDown roster. And looking at the SmackDown roster, it's kind of interesting to see how comparative it is to the Raw roster. Like, Raw has people like Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, like Damian Priest and Edge. Lesnar's technically on Raw. Like Seth is on Raw. Like there's just so many people that are on the Raw brand. And then you go to SmackDown and it's like Butch, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, fucking bum-ass Corbin, Jinder. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know which one I want to book for. I'm going to go SmackDown, actually. You know, I I I'll let you have more tools to play with. I'll go SmackDown. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So, uh, one last little rule of this: we won't do women's tag belt or twenty-four-seven title. So it'll just be uh, the world title, the mid card, and the men's tag. Um, oh, and the women's title. Yeah. So this is the four titles. And for the world title, uh, well, I'll start from I'll start from 
I'll go I'll go tag belts and um I'm going I'm putting it back up though this in Chad Gable. Uh I think they need more time. Um I've been loving what Chad Gable's been doing and I've been loving Otis as this big uh, heavy behind him. And yeah, I I think they need a longer run. So that's my tag champs. Um mid card champ. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Part of me just wants to stay with theory, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna mix it up, and I'm gonna do uh, their most recent signing, a really fresh faced guy who's only had a couple matches under his belt. He's only been wrestling for like a month, and he's been really impressive. And I'm going with Zeke. <laughs> I'm going with Zeke as my mid card champ. JK, I'm, not. I'm going Champa. You and Champa as the U.S. champ. <laughs> For a woman's belt, I really just want to say Bailey and bring her back, but she's not on a brand right now. I'm going to live. I'm going to live, Morgan. I need time to push live for the world title belt. Oh, I wonder who I'll choose. Who do you think I'll choose? I think it's just a mystery. I don't think anyone could guess. It's freaking riddle. <laughs> actually, no. Nah. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to actually go bold. And by bold, I mean someone I just said to have a while. And I'll go Kevin. I think Kevin should needs to be a franchise guy. Like, he's a top guy. I'm going Kevin. I think there's a lot of choices on Raw that go. I could go Riddle and go newer face and try pushing him. And eventually, he would have the title belt. I could go Randy and have a Randy versus Riddle feud. I could go AJ Styles because I think AJ Styles deserves one last world title run. There's a lot I could go here, but I'm going Kevin. I like I, I did think Riddle was gonna be your champ, honestly. But. Well it was. I changed my mind last second. So where do people like Bobby Lashley and Cody Rhodes fall like into your plans there? For the world title, I was actually going between like when I think about it today, I was going between Riddle and Cody. Because Cody has he, he's one of the biggest draws in the company right now. That guy's have putting a world title belt or title belt on him be a smart decision but um i think i think i'd have him in the world title picture but maybe have him feud with someone um before like i think either him or riddle would be the guy to take the belt off kevin uh for bobby i think now bobby's a base i think that would be maybe it's tough to make the big man the the face in a match like that, but I think I still would. And he'd face Kevin as Kevin's first opponent. And it would be kind of tough to keep, make Bobby the underdog in that scenario. So I guess I wouldn't. That's <laughs> top. Kevin, I guess, would be a heel underdog and have to win by, oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. Like, you have to win like cheating tactics and stuff. Yeah. Like Cause you could have Lashley be like, I'm a former two-time champion. You know, I, I can dominate you. I'm not afraid of you. Kevin Owens, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in the meantime, like Seth is still dealing with um, Cody. And then once Cody's done with that, maybe I move Cody to, I don't know. Cause I would, I would like Kevin. Have long, right? But yeah, I, I, I think Cody is definitely a upper Carter. I do riddle. Upper Carter, once he feuds with Randy and split, I'd have them feud and then Riddle win the feud. Or maybe I just have Randy win the feud, but it's like in a trilogy and Riddle's upper card because of it. But like he still has to fight his way to the top, stuff like that, and have Randy like, no, that's tough. I don't know. But yeah, um, I'd have, I think the people that we mentioned Bobby, Riddle, Randy, Kevin, Seth, that's your big five upper card. And you could occasionally bring in like a few other people in the upper card match. Like once Ciampa loses his United States Championship, you could you know have a title match for the world title on like Raw, just like place filler, or even give him a pay per view because he's definitely talented enough. And I think him and Kevin Owens would be magic. That's a match I definitely want to see. But they're both healed right now. But you know, if I'm running the company, I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so I can. That's the future book genius right there, baby. All right. Well, let's let's talk SmackDown. And I have no idea where I would go. Did you say you're women's champion? I don't remember if you did or not. I did. I said live. Okay. I guess I'll start with uh, the Intercontinental Champion. 
Okay. And I will go with somebody who is actually intercontinental. And we will go Gunther because I want him to have like a Goldberg with the U.S. championship tile reign. I just want him to be dominant and just absolutely destroy everybody that comes in his path. And I want him to hold that title for a very long time and potentially unify both those titles somewhere down the line. And then for my tag team champions, um, I'm going to go with like an interesting one here just because I've been really liking them recently. And even though Pete Dunn is now called Butch, I could see uh, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch uh, freebirding the tag team titles. I think that that could be pretty fun, especially against teams like, uh, you know, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and like the Usos. Like, they're, it's fresh matchups, you know, like, like those are like the group of those three you know, as champion could be, could be fun to see. And I think that having like Woods and Kofi on that roster could help a lot. And then if and when Big E ever came back, I think that it would be an interesting to see a three-on-three match for the tag team titles. Uh, that might not be a popular opinion. Uh, I was debating on keeping it on the Usos or even just putting it on uh, maybe like Eric and Ivar, but I don't know. I know they've been in NXT a little bit recently, so uh, they might, that might be a good place for them. And then we go to the Women's Championship. It's tough to say... Personally, I would put it on Sasha. I think that's just because I'm a Sasha Mark. And between Charlotte, Ronda, and Sasha, like it's tough to pick one of those three. I mean, you could even throw Shayna in that mix there too, because I think Shayna is extremely underrated. And I think that like she's not in a very good position right now to be built up as the killer that she was in NXT. And I think that WWE extremely dropped the ball with that, but that's the end of my rant. I think Sasha would be a good champion in this situation. I, I think I might have kind of Shayna kind of build her way to killing people, you know, kind of have some sort of penultimate where her and Ronda have a face-off and like it's for championship implications and just Shayna and Ronda just go out there and have a fight, you know, like legit kill each other and then have Shayna come out on top. Like that's just, I feel like that's the best way for her to get credibility back. I mean, now that Ronda is champion, we could easily see something like that. Those are the kind of the things that are rattling around my brain right now from the women's side of things. But for the men's side of things, it's very easy for me. There is, this is actually somebody that I want to beat Roman. And I think it's, I think recently in recent weeks, we've been seeing a storyline slowly be forming and it's Sami Zayn. I would put Sami Zayn on the moon, on the moon. It's funny that you have Kevin Owens. I have Sami Zayn. I didn't even mean for that to happen, but uh, here we are. I love it. (laughs) But I, this is somebody that's super overdue. I, I think anybody who has watched WWE within the last five years would tell you that Sami Zayn was an amazing champion in NXT, really played the underdog from the underground so well, and put over Kevin Owens as the, as the eventual champion that beats him. Like I, I thought that was all good. And then, I don't know, like he got to the main roster and everything fizzled up. Had his intercontinental title reigns here and there. I'm not putting that title on him, though. I'm putting the world championship on that man's shoulders. I think that in reality, like in real life wrestling right now, too, I could see Sami Zayn potentially being a Money in the Bank winner and like using it to weasel like into Roman, like getting Roman comfortable with him. So Roman would never suspect a thing. And then Sami's just goes Sami and like puts on a great story and wins the championship. But in this scenario, Sammy's getting the championship. Championship is his, and he is going to be my world champion forever. I love that so much. <laughs> You're Sammy Mark. The dude can, like, not, like, the fact that he knockouts, like, hit a home run with any character you give him. If it's underdog face, it faces the cheap heel. If it's tag team masters, if it's a manager, it doesn't matter what role you give him. He's gonna a comedy guy. It doesn't matter what role you give him, what opponent you give him. He's gonna freaking kill it. He's gonna entertain because he he truly is a sports entertainer. He is the sports entertainer of sports entertainers. Not Chris Jericho. It's him. It's Sami Zayn, <laughs> and he needs to be rewarded big. Not just an intercontinental title. No, give him the world title. He deserves. It. He's earned it. It's very overdue. 
Yeah, and I could see him putting over Gunter as the eventual, you know, when, when like I said, eventually they're going to probably unify titles in my situation because I think Gunter is probably going to run ram shot and just destroy everybody. There's going to be no competition left for him besides the world champion. And I, I think that'll be an eventual win. I wanted to put Gunther as my uh, as my top guy, but, you know, it, I changed his name back to Walter before I did that, though. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to call him Gunther or Gunther or whatever. Gunther. Like, Gunther. But I keep saying Gunther. Gunther! Gunther. I'm just going to keep calling him Walter. He's Walter. Sorry, Gunther. You're always going to be Walter to me. But yeah, that that's who I would put as my uh, champion reset. Uh, I think it. I think that we both picked some interesting people. I think uh, for if if you were to do women's tag though, who would you put women's tag? So in reality, if I was owning a company, I'd scrap the belts completely. But if I had to put, just because I I think I'm, they always scrap the real tag team, it's makeshift tag teams, and it seems like the only reason they exist are just feuds or just. Just be like, oh, the fans love this person. Let's put a belt on. Yeah, like I, I honestly completely forgot that Sasha and Naomi were the women's side team champions until I saw it the other night. I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's definitely just because Sasha needs to be in the spotlight, which is important. You should. And also because they want to get and, – and partially because they're like, oh, Naomi, you know, fans love Naomi. Let's put a belt on her. But the belt doesn't mean much. So I, I'd, in reality, I'd scrap it. Or actually make a woman's tag division, but you keep releasing your woman's tag division. So <laughs> there's no division to build unless you make shift tag team, and that kind of just devalues it. But yeah, uh, if I had to pick someone, I would go. It, it's just tough because there's not even like a woman's tags left. Um, Might as well just force two together at that point. Yeah, I'll go Zia Lee and Io Shirai. <laughs> see i was gonna go Shayna and ronda rousey and that's what that that is what will lead to uh my championship implication for their matchup okay okay yeah or maybe actually you know my deal i'd actually bring mandy back to the main roster after, after she loses the nxt women's title and bring back sonia and mandy back together and fire and desire and give them the belts because would you bring toxic attraction just up with them oh it's tough having like a tag team support up with the tag team (laughs) free bird (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't know know. maybe i'd just keep toxic down in nxt for a while and eventually bring them up to actually dethrone mandy and sonia that's like a built-in story right there Mandy and like uh, you could have <laughs> Mandy's kind of like torn. <laughs> I almost want to just try to make a tactic with Shotzi, but I'm like, I'll just save, I'll just like trade trade you for Shotzi and just <laughs> have her beat live eventually <laughs> after like two years. <laughs> All right, and you can let us know on social media who you would fantasy book to be your main roster brand title holders. And Juice, where can the people tell us? You can tell us on Twitter, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Uh, Instagram, it's the same, T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D. It's the lowercase, of course. And um, before I bring it back to you, I actually just want to ask you a question. I meant to ask you at the beginning of the podcast, but I want to ask you now. People are really missing to well, a lot of wrestlers, but um, two wrestlers specifically that have been gone either took time off the rest or just been injured and still recuperating. But it's come to the time where they'll probably show up sooner or later. Who do you miss more, Bailey or Kenny Omega? My Bailey. Answer, okay, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but. <laughs> Kenny, not to say Kenny was put down her throat a little bit, but, you know, like, there's been plenty of great Kenny Omega matches. And Kenny, for a time, was, like, the best part of AEW. But I just haven't seen Bailey in so long, and I miss her, man. She led the pandemic era, man. Like, 
Yeah, dude. Me too. During Backlash, Backlash was good, but literally every match. When I say every match, I mean the match because there's only one women's match. Even during the men's match, I'm like, Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. I'm like, oh, oh, it's a mystery person helping out at Edge. That's obviously Ray Ripley, but like, let's make it Bailey instead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Ray Ripley. You know what would be cool? If Bailey came out with Finn Balor and <laughs> attacked Ray Ripley. <laughs> every moment, I'm like, oh, Bloodline. It would be cool if the bloodline wins and holding up the belt, and then Bailey comes and attack Roman Reigns. And is like intergender wrestling in WWE. Reigns, I'm coming for you. <laughs> just give me Bailey, dude. I just need Bailey back. I don't care how. I don't care. I just, I just need her so much. Like, uh, like she keeps teasing out and being like, "Oh, chill, people. Like, let me rest." I'm like, "It's been 11 months, Bailey. I need you back on my television." Please come back, Bailey. We ask of you. Bailey, come back. And as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music and you do not give us a five-star review because we have the capability of you, specifically you, that person who did not give us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact that and again everyone thank you so much for tuning in on this week's top of the cage and we will catch you next time